book of Proverbs this morning, be turning to the book of Proverbs, chapter number 17, Proverbs chapter number 17. As always, the music has been a blessing, the fellowship's been a blessing, and we look forward to the uh, preaching of the Word of God, Proverbs chapter number 17, and I will read this morning, it'll be our text verse, verse number 22, and of course today we are focused on having a merry heart on a Merry Heart Sunday, we look forward to uh, what the Lord uh, shows us this morning from Proverbs chapter number 17 and verse number 22. I remind you, uh, we looked at uh, yes, uh, last week in our Sunday school hour, uh, the thought of a diligent heart in this diligent heart series that we're in. And we must keep our heart with all diligence, uh, for out of it are the issues of life. Another way of saying that is what's on the inside is eventually going to come out. Uh, if there's anger and hatred and bitterness and the things that should not be in the heart of a Christian, it's eventually going to come out. Uh, but if we have joy, peace, and, and all the things that a Christian should have in their heart, it is going to come out. So therefore, I must guard my heart, keep my heart with all diligence. And today we're focusing on a merry heart and having a merry heart, the importance of having a merry heart, the fact that we as a child of God can have a merry heart. And we saw in the Sunday school hour, it doesn't mean you have a perfect life. It doesn't mean you live a life of ease, but it's because of the joy of the Lord that we have uh, in us that we can have a merry heart. Proverbs 17, verse 22, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. Let's read that again. A merry heart doeth good. It's good to have a merry heart, isn't it? Like a medicine. But a broken spirit drieth the bones. This morning, I'm going to bring a message I've entitled, The Christian's Heart Health. The Christian's Heart Health. We hear a lot today about the health of our heart. And we need to make sure that we have a healthy heart. And you need to uh, get your heart rate going and you need to get it every once in a while so many beats a minute and you need to uh, maybe run a little bit to get your heart rate up. And so I run from the living room to the refrigerator and back and, you know, you know the, the, the health of our heart and all of that is good and is true and certainly we ought to give that, give that consideration. But when it comes to the Christian, the Christian needs to have a healthy heart as well. And the health of our heart is going to be determined by how merry our life is. And what I mean by that, I don't mean frivolous. That's not what the scripture is talking about. But there's the joy that's in the inside, what it does for us. So this morning, I trust that as we consider the heart health of the Christian, may this be uh, help us today. Father, we thank you for the opportunity we have one more time uh, in this morning hour to open your word. Father, I pray that uh, as we look into what you have for us today, may the Spirit of God uh, work in our hearts, work in our life. And Father, my goal and my desire, I believe, is yours, and that is that we'll leave here just a little bit different than when we came. But Father, I pray also this morning, as I've already prayed, that if there's someone here unsaved today, they've never put their faith and trust in Christ. Perhaps they're depending on religion, they're depending on their own good works. May they look to the cross today and Realize that Christ is the only means of salvation. May that change take place in our heart today. And Father, I pray that your will will be accomplished in the life of every Christian. May the preaching of the Word of God bring honor and glory to you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
a merry heart. What do we mean? What does the scripture mean uh, when we use that phrase, a merry heart? Well, certainly it <laughs> encompasses or describes the, our way of thinking, our outlook of life, those the thought process we meet, may have or that internal condition. When the Bible speaks of the heart, uh, it is speaking of that seat of emotion that we have. Uh, certainly, uh, the way our heart is a, has an effect on everything that takes place in our life. We sometimes say, uh, they, they have, uh, and the scripture refers to this, have a hard heart, meaning that they have, they have, they have closed their mind. They are not going to consider anything else on that uh, subject. Uh, they have a, a, a cheerful heart. We certainly know what that is. A broken heart, we know what that is, but a merry heart. The Scripture describes for us in this text, and certainly our focus today on a merry heart, uh, we're reminded uh, that the heart or the mind that has a way of thinking, the outlook, has an effect on our bodies. I used this illustration very quickly in Sunday school this morning. Uh, you heard the phrase probably, uh, you're going to worry yourself sick. Uh, that does take place. You can worry and have such anxiety that it has an effect on your body. Likewise, if we have a merry heart, it's going to have a positive effect. A positive outlook is better than a negative outlook. Say, well, pastor, that's just not my personality. I'm just a pessimist by nature. I get that, but if you're saved, you've been changed on the inside. And what's on the inside can come out on the outside. And sometimes we use this excuse, I, I'm the way I am because of the things that have happened in my life, the things that have taken place in my life, uh, the hardships, the heartaches. And, and, and friend, I would never minimize what anybody goes through because burdens are heavy and heartache is real, especially in the world we live in today. But I believe that when God changes us, he saves us, we have the joy in our heart, it is greater than anything that we might face. But the heart does have an effect on us. A lot of mental health today is really a heart issue. And if we could control our heart or have a merry heart, it would do us good. Our text today, Proverbs 17, 22, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. As I was preparing this message, I was thinking back to, to, to several things and, and possible illustrations, and my mind kept going back to when uh, we, my wife and I, we spent a lot of time at the children's hospital when our daughter Amanda was sick before the Lord uh, took her home, and everything there as I was thinking, and I was, look, I was re, re, reminding myself of even the layouts of the hospital floors and all the different activities and the things and the different programs they have to come in throughout the week and different days of the week was all to keep the spirits of the child up, to keep the, 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 the hope, to keep the heart, to keep some joy, because when some of that is found, it does have an effect on the body, even from a physical state. So the Bible, when it tells us a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, it is telling me that, yes, it is good for me to have a merry heart because of, there's a spiritual application there, but it does have an effect on everything about me. And as we look at the heart health of a Christian this morning, I want my heart to be in tune with God. 
As we think back to even last Sunday morning, if you recall that message, if you were here, Jesus said the, the, the greatest thing is for, for God to have the heart. If God has the heart, then all the other commandments are going to follow. I must be diligent when guarding my heart because uh, out of it comes the issues of life. So as I consider a merry heart, the Bible tells me it is good to have a merry heart. And if the Bible tells me something is good, then I should pursue it. I should have a desire to have it. I should put some steps in place so that then I could say, I have a merry heart, or I am working to have a merry heart, because the Bible tells me that it is good for me. It is good for you. It doeth good like a medicine. Uh, we have burdens, and we have cares, and we have all those things, and often every Sunday when we come to church, we would use this phrase as like a breath of fresh air, why our our heart gets help. Our spirits get lifted. It has an effect on us. I want us to look this morning very quickly at several things to consider when it comes to the heart health of a Christian. Number one, I must first address what a merry heart is not. We know we can identify what a merry heart is sometimes easier by identifying what a merry heart is not. I'm going to read Ephesians chapter number 4, verse 31 and 32. And the Bible says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Verse 31 and 32 of Ephesians chapter 4 addresses some things that should not be in the heart of a Christian. I believe all of us should be convinced this morning that God wants us to have a merry heart. Let me remind all of us, God is not going to command us to do something that He will not give us the ability to do. Now, we may not have the ability in ourselves, but by the ability of the Spirit of God and supernatural help that we can only get from God, God is not going to command us to do something that we cannot do. Now, we may have to rely on Him to do it. But if he tells us to have a merry heart, we must then consider there are some things that should never be in the heart of a Christian. And many of these are mentioned in verse 31 and 32, and I'll mention bitterness. If you have a bitter heart, it's not a merry heart. If you have an unforgiving heart, it's not a merry heart. If you have a heart that is filled with wrath and anger and Evil speaking, it is not a merry heart. If we're commanded to have a merry heart and God wants us to have a merry heart and we should have a merry heart because of the joy of the Lord that's in our heart, we must consider there's some things I must keep out of my heart in order to have a merry heart. I must be quick to forgive. Oh, Pastor, if they, if they ask me for forgiveness, I'll give it. You don't understand forgiveness. Forgiveness should be granted whether or not it's ever asked for if Jesus is our standard, and he is, he went to the cross of Calvary so that every man could have forgiveness, even though some will reject. Some will never ask for forgiveness. But it was still granted. And it is more important for me to live a, a life where there is no bitterness. We must be quick to forgive. We must be quick to depend on the Lord, because if I'm going to have a merry heart, there's some things I must get out. Maybe you came this morning and said, well, I, I'm here, but I don't, I don't, really, I don't really know uh, if it's possible for me to have a merry heart. It is, but you may, have to get, you may have to deal with some unresolved bitterness this morning. 
And I say, I say this to individuals uh, whenever I encounter them and say, well, I got hurt at church and, and, and I got some things. <clears throat> You've got to deal with that if you're going to have a merry heart. I could use an illustration and I'll not despair us. I like Cracker Barrel, but I went to Cracker Barrel one time and I got food poisoning and it was, I'll just say right then, it was horrible. I've been back to Cracker Barrel, but not that one. Some of you have told this story before. You know what I'm talking about. I drive by the exit in Valdosta, Georgia, and I start getting squeamish <laughs> because I had a bad experience at that one. And friend, people hurt people. It shouldn't be that way, but that's the way it is. But I'm commanded to have a merry heart. So if I'm going to have a merry heart and I want to have an up, upbeat look at life, I have the joy of the Lord in my heart. Think about this. Jesus died for the very men who nailed his hands to the cross. That's, unforgive, that, that's forgiveness. So if I'm going to have a merry heart, there's some things in my heart I must not let reside there. Some Christians today could have a merry heart if you would just forgive you could have a merry heart if you would deal with that bitterness. You'd have a merry heart if you'd put down the anger and lean not under your own understanding and trust the Lord. A merry heart means that we have to be kind. It's easy to be kind to somebody who reciprocates that kindness. It's a little bit more difficult to be kind to somebody who is unkind to you or who doesn't reciprocate that. We must be reminded that that is truly what the life of a Christian should be. And if we're going to identify how to have a merry heart, we must talk about, as we've done, what a merry heart is not. So, friend, we must consider this. Are there some things today that you must deal with in your own heart? And by the way, let me just say, forgiving somebody who wrongs you does not release them for whatever. We, we, don't need, to, we, we need to quit worried about that. When I forgive, I release myself. I don't want to have the bitterness in my own heart and that negative outlook of God. Well, you get hurt. Yes, we've all been hurt. And I hate to be the voice of reality this morning. If we live much longer, we're going to get hurt again. But in the heart of a Christian, we ought to be willing to forgive and willing to have a merry heart. I say number two this morning. A merry heart, if we're considering the heart health of a Christian, it's a heart at peace with God. I've made this statement often, made it this morning in Sunday school. The most miserable person on the planet is somebody who is saved, they're a child of God, but they're living in direct contrast, and they know what God wants them to do. Why? Because they're changed, and you have the Spirit of God, and God is going to work in our life. Why? Because He wants us to become more like Christ. So therefore, the moment we trust Christ as our Savior, the Bible teaches us that we are quickened, we're made alive, and the Spirit of God dwells within us, and we are sealed into that day of redemption. Now, Jesus is our standard, and on this side of eternity, we're never going to be able to achieve that, but we have the Spirit of God that works inside of us so that we can become more like Christ. This morning, as the pastor of the Emmanuel Baptist Church, I don't want anyone to be like me. I want you to be like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because he is the standard. And I say all that to say that if we are going to have a merry heart, it is a heart that must be at peace with God. And you say, well, how do we know that our heart is at peace with God? I have a couple of things I'm going to mention this morning that the Bible teaches us. But can I 
offer this this morning. I cannot know if your heart is at peace with God. And we as a congregation, as Christians, we cannot know if one another's heart is at peace with God. We make judgments based on what we see, but I say that to remind you and I this morning that this is something between each individual and God. I can be faithful as the Lord instructs me to preach His Word as I'm trying to do this morning, but as the Spirit of God works in each and every heart, only you know if your heart is at peace with God. So a merry heart is a heart at peace with God. Uh, it's a saved or a forgiven heart. I'm reminded as I think of this in Romans chapter number 10, verse 9 and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. The book of Romans is a wonderful book that teaches us about our salvation and what Christ did for us. And the realization that we are a sinner and our sin keeps us separated from God and because of sin there is a punishment that must be administered because of God's holiness and righteousness. And you and I cannot, if you're saved this morning, you did not get saved outside of the fact that you realized that you were a sinner and you deserved that condemnation. But Jesus paid that price, and when you get to that point of realizing that, yes, I'm a sinner, and yes, Jesus paid that price for me, and it's faith in what Christ did, not my own righteousness. We confess that with our mouth, but it's a heart that believes it. So, Pastor, does that mean that when I look back at the point when I trusted Christ as my Savior, if I didn't stand up and shout it, it means I'm not, that's, not I, that's not what I was talking about. We ought to be willing to say, I trusted Christ as my Savior. I choose Christ. But long before the words were ever said, there's a heart that says, I surrender it. I believe it by faith. A heart at peace with God, a merry heart, a heart at peace with God is a, is a heart that has been saved this morning. Are you a child of God? Do you belong to Him? I can't answer that question for you. Only you can answer that question. Do you belong to Him? Has there been a time in your life when you realized you were a sinner and the Spirit of God put you under conviction and you knew that if you were to take your last breath that you would not be, be spending eternity with God. You'd be paying for your sins forever. Now, you realize that. Has there been a time when you put your faith and trust, not in a church, a church can't save you, a man can't save you, but in Christ and what he did. That is a saved heart, but it's a heart at peace with God. It's also a surrendered heart. You know why we get anxious many times? You know why we get worked up? Do you know why we get worried? It's because there's parts of our heart that are not fully surrendered. If I were to ask you to raise your hand this morning, do you trust God? I believe every hand in here would be raised. Then why are we worried? All of us get worried from time to time. All of us, certainly what's going on in this world for the last two or three years, there's a lot of turmoil, there's a lot of uncertainty. What's going to happen and and I'm worried and I'm afraid. You see a lot of fear in our world today. I remind you that God does not give us the spirit of fear. So the life of a Christian, we should never be afraid. But in our flesh and our frailty, there are times that we're afraid. But what that reveals to you and I 
when the fears come into my life, when the fears come into your life, perhaps I'm not depending on the Lord like I should. Lean not on thine own understanding. As I understand it, there's reasons for me to be afraid. But as my God is, there's no reason for me to be afraid. A, a merry heart is a heart at peace with God. There's something, and you can testify to it this morning, when you fully surrender that heart to God and say, God, whatever you want to do with my life, I'm going to surrender to the best of my ability what I know that you want me to do as a Christian. There's next steps that I take. And by the way, friend, quit worrying about all the steps you don't even know about. Just take the one that's right in front of you. What's the next? Well, well I'm worried about it. No, no, just take the one that's right in front of you. Take that next step. You can't, you can't get to the top of the ladder without climbing the next rung. And, and, and we have to be very, very careful that say, well, I, I'm not sure. that No, just take what's next in your life. And you know what will happen? God will, God will continue to work and make way for you to take that next step and that next step, but that heart at peace with God. I don't know everything that God has for me in the future, but I believe my heart is at peace with God because It's a saved heart. I believe it's a surrendered heart where I want to trust Him for everything that I might deal with, that might take place in my life. This morning, is your heart at peace with God? You can't have a merry heart unless it's at peace with God. Number three, it's an active heart. It's an active heart. I will use a little bit about what a doctor may say, even though I'm not anything close to being a medical doctor. Well, you're, but I've been lectured by a few of them, so. You got to get your heart rate up. I'm a pastor, sir. I'm, that happens. You got to get stress out of your, well, I'm a pastor, sir. That's never going to happen. But they You have to have a time of activity. You have to have a time of action. You have to have a time to get the blood flowing. You have to be active. The heart is a muscle. You didn't know you were going to get a... See, you don't need to even search WebMD. You just come to church on Sunday morning, and I'll I'll tell you what you need to know about your heart. (coughs) But there's activity. The same is true in the life of a Christian, and please don't miss this. A merry heart is an active heart. The Christian life, we, we, we have to be reminded of this, and so many miss it. While God does a work in us, it's not necessarily things that God just imparts to us. It's things we receive when we put ourselves into action. A merry heart is more than just sitting back and, and God dumping joy on us and dumping happiness on us and giving everything in our life that we want so that external things are there where we're happy and we have joy. Oh, no, no. God gives us the joy of the Lord through a changed heart, but then it's the activity of that heart that brings me a merry heart. I promise you the happiest Christians, the ones that have the most joy, are the ones that are the most active in their Christian life. The ones who, when they have an opportunity to sing those songs unto God, those those, those, those words and what they mean, there's a joy there. It's active. Well, I think, I think back and, and to use kind of exercise and as we've been talking about, and this past week there was a, 
Jim's night after one of the high school ball games, and I was asked, Pastor, you, you going you gonna to play tonight? Nope. <laughs> I, I, I'm in a place in my life when I'd rather talk about how good I was than for people to see how I am now and be like, he's a liar. He was... The point I'm getting to is this has been a long time since I've run up and down a basketball court. And because it's been a long time, I would have a hard time. And by the way, if I'm going to have a hard time, I'm not going to do it in front of any of you. (laughs) Because it's been a long time, I'd have a hard time. So what would I need to do by next year? I need to start now. Running a little bit, doing a little bit, doing a little bit. Then you're have the ability to do it. Let's let's apply this spiritually. If your heart for God is not active, it's not going to be merry as it should be. God intended for the Christian life to be a life of action. Too many times that we as staunch Bible believers and we as Baptists, we got to be very, very careful that it's not just about what we know, but it's also about what we do. Knowing the Bible doesn't do anybody else any good if you don't put what you know into action. And you study the pages of script on Scripture, these characters, they put the, what they knew into action. And quite frankly, we can know a lot of Bible, we can know a lot of things about the Bible, but if it's not putting us into action, what really, what good does it do for us to know what we know? God intended for the Christian life to be one of action. So what does that mean when it comes to a merry heart? An active heart is going to be the, a loving heart. If you have love in your heart for your fellow man, there's going to have to be some action that comes with that. First of all, if you have love in your heart for God, there's going to be some action. There's going to be some obedience. There's going to be some things that you do to show Him that you love Him. The same is true when it comes to having a merry heart and a heart with joy. Nothing should thrill the heart of a Christian. I don't believe anything does if the heart is in tune with God. Like the joy of knowing that you are a help and a blessing to someone else. The empty life is a selfish life. A life that just lives for itself, that is an empty life. There is no joy in that because once you achieve what you have, somebody else has got more. you got to go get it. But when it comes to the life of a Christian, the joy that I have, the, the goodness that God's bestowed upon me, I have the ability to help someone else. We've got to have the attitude and the spirit about our heart. It's a loving heart. It's a serving heart. We're quick to serve the Lord. We're quick to serve others. That is a merry heart. I promise you the happiest people are the most selfless people. It's, it's, it's easy. You do, when, when are we the most miserable when it's all about us? Because then we, we're reminded of what we don't have or what somebody didn't do or what somebody did. The most joy comes from truly living a life that's about other people. So we've said a merry heart. We've looked at what a merry heart is not. A merry heart is a heart of peace with God. It's an, it's an active heart. And then number four, and finally, I want to mention the alternative to a merry heart. Look again in our text, Proverbs chapter number 17, verse 22. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. We see what it does. 
But there's an alternative to that. The thing about God, Christian, and the more we're reminded of this, the better we are. God tells us what we should do. God tells us what we should be striving to be. But God does not twist our arm and make us do it. He wants us to choose to follow Him out of the love in our heart. It was kind of like when, you know, I use the illustration in the past, and I hate to use the same one again, but it's like, you know, you know, your wife says to you, well, I want you to take out the trash. It's not just enough that I take it out. I don't want to take it out. But it's the, I got to get that out before she says anything to me. One day I'll get there, but, you know, I, I got to get that out before she says anything to me. God tells us what we should do, and he tells us there's a blessing for it, but he doesn't twist our arm and make us do it. It's out of a love in our heart that we do the things that God wants us to do. But I say all that to say to remind us there's a benefit, there's a blessing. If we have a merry heart and we looked at some re- the ways we can have a merry heart, we've got to get some things out of our heart that should not be there so there's a merry heart. If we do that, it's going to do good for us like a medicine. It'll lift our spirits. It'll give us the strength that we didn't have. It'll give us joy that will propel us. But if we don't, we're reminded there's an alternative to that. A broken spirit drieth the bones. I gave an illustration, and, and I don't have time to do any more documentation in this message this morning. But it is a, a fact that if you, when it comes to your health and it comes to uh, different procedures, you may be that the spirit that you're in does affect the outcome. It does have an effect on us. You can worry yourself sick. I say all that to say we're reminded, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. God did not create man to be equipped to bear a broken spirit. That's why it's important for you and I to have a relationship with God and to keep a close relationship with God. Because the book of Ecclesiastes reminds us that there's just some things that life brings us. I look at some things that many of you have dealt with and have to deal with, and, and I go to God and I say, God, these are the best people I know. This is a better Christian than I am. I don't understand why you allow these things to come in. That's just life. There are things that the Lord allows to come into our life. Life comes to all of us. How we respond to that, many times, is in direct reference to having that merry heart. And we can still have a merry heart with it. We must have God when all those things come, but a broken spirit drives the bones. God did not make us to have a man equipped to have a broken spirit. So when we deal with things that we didn't anticipate, burdens, heartaches, our spirit should not be broken because we have a God that will sustain us. But when our heart, please don't miss this, when our heart is not what it should be, when we have things in our heart that keeps us from having the merry heart, God did not create man to be equipped to live with bitterness. It'll change even the way you look. Think about it. Most of us, not all, know all, all of us know somebody that's been bitter for years and decades. It changes the way they look. It changes. God did not create us to have unforgiveness in our heart. He wants us to have a merry heart. God did not create me, did not create you to be depressed, live with despair, or despondent. He wants us to have a merry heart. 
So, Pastor, that a depressed, despair, and despondent sounds more like me than a merry heart. What do I do? You've got to turn to him. I'm not standing here this morning as a man who's never faced any hardship, never faced any adversity. I've had my share just as you have, but I can tell you that you can be heartbroken. You can be burdened. You can have some difficulty and despair, but then if you turn to him, you can still have a merry heart. You can still overcome. You can still be in tune with him. You can still have the joy in your heart because that is what God wants for us, and that's what we can't have, but you got to get some things out. Otherwise, you can't have that joy, so what must you do? You must turn to him this morning as we conclude the service and we go to a time of invitation. I don't want this just today just to be about a focus on, yes, we as Christians, we must deal with our heart, but I want it to be very specific to us this morning. I want my life to please God. I want your life to please God. I want you to have victory in your life, and you cannot have it outside of God's help. So this morning, as we conclude the service and go to this time of invitation, I want us to reflect on some things, and I want you to be honest with you. Usually that's the hardest person for us to be honest with, isn't it? Are there things in your heart that are keeping you from having a merry heart? Pastor, if I, if I lived the life you lived, I just, the easy life, I just, I wouldn't have, I would have a different outlook. Well, probably if you had a different outlook, you'd have a little bit easier life. Not meaning you would be void of burdens and heartaches, but because you'd have what you would need to sustain those things. Do you have bitterness in your heart? It'll destroy you. It'll destroy your marriage. It'll destroy your home. It'll destroy your life. Many churches have been destroyed because of bitterness in the heart of a pastor, bitterness in the heart of a people. You're not going to have a merry heart as God desires for you to have one. Well, God just needs to fix my heart. No, no, no. God says forgive. God says deal with the issues of heart, and the byproduct of that will be a merry heart. Many of God's promises are conditional. You have unforgiveness. Is there somebody that you can think of that you have not forgiven? If the Spirit of God brings a name to your mind, your heart, won't you deal with that today? You don't have to make a big speech. You don't have to make a big presentation. But you bow your head and you bow your heart and you grant them forgiveness. Maybe you need to make a phone call later today. I don't know. But it starts with a heart because if that's there, then the bitterness is coming behind it. The anger is going to be associated with it. The lack of kindness is is there something in your heart that you should remove. It's the hindrance. It's the hindrance to you having a merry heart. This morning, can you truly say that your heart is at peace with God? I cannot answer that question for you. I won't attempt to do so. But can you think back to a time when you realized you were a sinner and you realized the only way for salvation was through the Lord Jesus Christ? This morning, would you say to me, Pastor, if I had to give you a reason why I believe I'm going to heaven, I have a belief in the church, I keep these commandments, I do all these things, friend... According to this book right here, there's not a church that can get anybody into heaven. There's not a man, not the Pope, not the Baptist preacher, not anybody, not any man can get another man into heaven. 
I'm glad your grandmother prayed for you, but her prayers won't get you into heaven. Only with the heart, your heart. But isn't that wonderful? That no matter what you've done, where you come from, religious family, non-religious family, it's your heart, it's based on you. It's your heart. Has there been a time when you have, with the heart, believed? If not, this morning, would you allow somebody to open the Word of God and show you from the Bible? I promise you that Mary's heart is the saved heart. It's the converted heart. It's the heart that has said yes to God. Christian, this morning, have you surrendered your heart to the Lord? Maybe you're, you're saved, but there's some things in your life you just haven't said, God, I'm going to trust you with it. You're still trying to figure out what you're going to do, how you're going to do it. Sometimes God expects us to lean not under that own understanding. There's some things that have taken place in our country the last few years I don't understand. If I were God, I wouldn't have allowed it, but I'm not God. Aren't you thankful? But God knows what He's doing. God's still in control. Is our heart at peace with God? Maybe you look back and say, I don't understand why that happened in my life. I don't understand why this is happening now. Or you, have, you can have a merry heart if it's a surrendered heart to Him. Do you have an active heart this morning? I think it's great, and more of us should probably do it too. Be conscious of our heart and the health of it and avoiding certain things and doing certain things. But in the, in the healthy heart of a Christian, your heart is healthy if it's merry. Your heart is healthy if it's active. If it's active. Well, I just can't find any joy in the Christian life. I promise you it's probably because you're not, your heart is not active in the Christian life. How are you... Showing God your love. How are you showing your love to others? This morning, why don't we just decide on week number one of the Diligent Heart series, having a merry heart, we decide we're going to have a merry heart. Maybe you've dealt with things in your heart. You, don't have, you could say, Pastor, I don't have anything in my heart that shouldn't be there. Maybe you can say this morning, I know that my heart is in, it's at peace with God. It's active. Why don't we determine to stay that way? Why don't we determine to have a Mary heart. I believe with, with my whole heart, I believe that this world needs to see the light of Christ in Christians. I believe it's more important in this day than it's ever been because I believe this world is searching, this world is looking. I believe it's important for this world to see joy on the face of a Christian. Well, Pastor, it's, it's in my heart. Well, how about putting it on your face so we know it's in your heart? I believe a Christian should live that way. But we have to deal with things so that we can live that way. Let's allow God. Let's pretend nobody else is here but just you and God. Let's allow God to work in your heart. I want to allow God to work in my heart. And if there's things that are unresolved, I want to resolve them between He and I so that I can have a merry heart. Father, I pray this morning.